Please podcast starring Kate Murphy, D. Martin Austin, Riley McCarthy, and Nick Puentes. Joined by her co-host and illustrator extraordinaire Shane Hosey is the creator of Pitch Please, Carolyn For being here for what is our hellscape spectacular edition of Pitch Please Live. I'm your host this evening, and I have developed a game named Pitch Please, and my name is Carolyn Maine, and basically what's going to happen is we're going to give our amazing and lovely contestants three cards and one minute to plan a screenplay. It's going to be fantastic, but that's not all. I have some help. Let's get everybody's favorite yo boy Shane Hosey to the mic. Shane is fantastic, and he's going to be drawing posters live for us as we go. Shane, how you doing? I'm all right. Great. I like, I like that visually I look like you're just dark shadow doppelganger. <laughs> like we're in all grays and just drab colors. You look like me at home, and then I put on sequins when I go outside. And between us, we are the Pitch Please Friends. Yeah. yeah and that, also Shane. That was the name we decided on. <laughs> yeah. We did we years ago. This. Years and years and years and years ago. As if this wasn't enough of a show, we have yet more people. Firstly, uh, let's get my favorite Martin, D. Martin Austin, to the stage. Hello, 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 and welcome. Thank you. Choose a seat. Watch the carpet lip. Don't everybody get injured at once. Hello, welcome. How are you? I, I'm doing quite well. Excellent. Except I almost hit myself in the face with a microphone. Right? Great. Everybody go ahead and hit yourself in the face because it's that kind of weekend. Woo! It's Halloween. We're all going to die. Okay. Watch out for the haunted face puncher. Woo! <laughs> Kelly's Olympian. Uh, D. Martin Austin, one question for you. What studio name are you playing as this evening? I will be representing Hella Queer Studio. Oh, excellent. Will you be bringing Hella Queerness? Uh, yes, uh, our, our studio specializes in films representing the um, queer and transgender community oh, made exclusively by and for straight people. Oh, good. That's really palpable, the Portland audience. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a good way to make money. Correct. Uh, yes. Speaking so much money. of making money... I heard this next guy showed up just in the nick of time. Let's get Nick Puentes to stage. Look at him. Look at all that money with your Pepsi endorsement. <laughs> Welcome. How are you? I'm good, Carolyn. Excellent. Glad yeah. to have you. Always, always fun. Uh, it's going to be. It had better be. Because look at all these be. people in their faces will be sad if it's not. No, it, it will be. Okay, I'm great. glad that Shane's back took our, me and Chris's job as poster <laughs> drawer. Poster boys, yeah. I'm putting everybody out of work in this town. <laughs> Shane's the standard. He just, he's been there. He's earned his He's dues. the most lovable scab there ever was. <laughs> <laughs> Pick me if you can. Pick him. Pick him right off. <laughs> Nick Puentes, what studio name are you playing at? Oh, name? I am playing for Butt Stuff Studios. Ooh. Yeah. With our, our uh, graphic is an animated uh, couple of cigarettes with butt plugs, and they're both turning around and coyly going, ooh. Oh. Butt Stuff Studios. I see, I see. 
So it's going to be for chain smokers and anal aficionados. Yeah, big in Portland too. Right? Totally. Right? You can see those people outside walking by at any mm-hmm. time. Well, excellent, excellent. So we have two great contestants, but no, wait, actually, we have three. Uh, maybe you've heard of the death bed, the bed that kills, and maybe you've heard of a Murphy bed, but have you heard of the Kate Murphy bed that kills? That was a reach. I know. Kate Murphy, two stage. Wow. Do you, do you know wow. who you were with that intro? You made her sound like a black widow. She might be. Oh, you look like you could be a really excellent black widow. Thank you. It's the hair color. Yeah, I'll take it. Right? Yeah. Right? Welcome. How are you? I'm just fine. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. We're so excited to have you. Oh, so excited. Uh, what is your studio name and what sort of thing might we expect from you this evening? Uh, my studio name is the McWeenie Studios. Oh. Uh, named for my one-toothed cat. Uh, and, you know, we specialize in uh, pet-themed horror. Ooh, cool. spooky. Mm-hmm. McWeenie, like a weenie? Yep. I know what those are. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to be hearing more about that later, I suppose. Uh, maybe our fourth contestant will have something to say. Last but not least, I hope all your pumpkins are carvied, because we're having Riley McCarvey. Carvey. Steve. Save the best pun for last. Ooh, or it's absolutely the worst. Like a perfect, beautiful. Yay! Thank you, Riley. Welcome. Great to have Hello. you. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Woo, we are so pumped to also host you. Uh-huh. What is your studio name? So Finally. here's the thing. On the bus ride over here, yeah. I hit random page on Wikipedia That's to have ex- my studio name. Perfect no. inspiration. And what it landed on was Gideon Weebot, who. For those who don't know, that was the apartheid-era police officer who beat Steve Biko to death. Oh, no! All right. So, maybe a little intense. Instead, I'm going to go with Almond Milk Production. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was Just, a close uh, one. keep it light. One step down. Yeah. That's in intensity. Very similar, though. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's, all, it's violence is involved. Yeah. <laughs> Always with me. When you gotta milk the nuts, you gotta, you gotta be violent. You gotta, you gotta milk you gotta those trees. <laughs> Suck on those tree titties to get that almond milk. Yeah, the almond milk mine. That's what I always say. That's my favorite way to get slivers. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of slivers, we're about to go for shivers because it's round one. Uh-oh. And round one is going to be, I want to see a horror film. But I don't know if you heard it, there was a W in that word horror. That's right. In the tradition of Frankenhooker herself, I want to see something a little disturbing, a little spooky, but also starring a sex worker. So uh, please make it a happy enough sex worker or do what you want. Uh, just tell us what we need to know as a community. And let's start with D. Martin Austin versus Kate Murphy. Hella Queer versus a Mac Weenie. So that's going to be very great. Let's see what your cards are. We will start with Kate. You get high stakes game of chance. Ghouls just want to have fun. And getting pulled back in for one last big score. Shane's going to drop those cards for you so you can look at them without cricking your neck. And your approximate minute will start in an approximate moment. Let's see what Heliquir is working with. You get a holy Bible a big bad and heroic feats of property damage. So, your minute to plan your horror movie with a W starts a couple of seconds ago. Three, two, one. All right, who do we want to see 
first. We want to see Heliqueer, or do we want to see Macweenie? Hmm. Hmm. Let's go with Heliqueer. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm Excellent. feeling very good about my pitch. Hooray. Uh, this Halloween, you, you will see Will Smith as Big Bad Preacher, a, a uh, superhero preacher who rescues porn stars from a oh. demon named Baal Baal, uh, <laughs> played by Harvey Keitel. Uh, oh. Primarily, the film will focus on the heroic rescue of two porn stars, played by Julia Roberts and Kate Winslet. Oh. Um, and did I mention, they are lesbians. That's Hot girl-on-girl -girl action, heroic rescues. Um, a, a big bad preacher will throw Bibles and destroy all the pornographic film gear, which is different than regular film gear, of course, because it is contaminated with um, <laughs> sex demons. Right, and it shows up on black light, too. Yes. <laughs> Most important. Yes. <laughs> that big bad preacher. Very spooky, very haunted, and with an A-level cast, it's nice you could get those gifts. Yes, yes, yes. We're very good. We're a very advanced studio. Anything else to it, or is that what you got? That's, that's very a, good. That's, that's okay, Excellent. hold on. Uh, who's Big Bad Preacher fight again? Uh, that will be Will Smith fighting um, Harvey Keitel as Baal Baal. Can you spell that, Shane? Did you get the apostrophe? <laughs> B-A-B-L-B-L-L-B-A-B-L. So is he like a, de de like a demon? Demon? Like a demon. Yeah, yeah. B-A-L-L. Maybe. B-A apostrophe A. Maybe a demon okay. with balls? Baal Baal. You could Ooh, add some balls, ball demon. maybe. Harvey Keitel with balls. No notes, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting notes of everyone else. Harvey Keitel with a scrotum chin. N-U-T-Z, N-U-T-Z, N-U-T-Z. Did you win your spelling contests in school? Yes. Of course. Without Yesterday. Even know, without even knowing how to spell. <laughs> Not even knowing how to read or write. Mm, let's see. Heliqueer, that's a perfect movie. Thank let's you. get one more note from it. What do you call it? Um, th that will be called um, The Preacher Rescues the Lesbians. <laughs> that looks great on a marquee. Thank you. <laughs> the Preacher Rescues the Lesbians. Okay, audience. So what you want to do is hold this in your brain because we're going to compare it and contrast it to McWeeny's other contribution. And then we are going to applaud for winner. So all of you have a fun time. You get a vote that counts. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Let's see how that feels. Uh, Mac Weenie, are you just about ready? I am. Uh, Excellent. Of voting. Yes. Uh, uh, Mac Weenie Studios uh, pre presents a, a story about a sex worker who unknowingly sleeps with a uh, political figure who's Ooh. running for office. Uh, and when she finds out exactly who he is and what he stands for, uh, she threatens to derail his, uh, you know, his political career by outing him as sleeping with prostitutes such as her, and she's violently murdered uh, by him and his people. Uh, but luckily, she comes back from the dead because it happened on Halloween. Oh. And uh, basically, she goes back to her other sex workers, and they create uh, basically a band of like super sexy, fun-having uh, killer prostitutes. Mm. Uh, lead, you know, led by one undead one. That sounds so great for the trailer. Yeah, and then uh, basically, yeah, they end up um, just uh, sleeping with high, powerful men and donating all the money they steal uh, to the right cause and campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious how the ghost ladies handle money. 
how how ghostly well, well she's like a zombie but uh, um <laughs> very well yeah ghost and zombies aren't the same thing Carol. i'm sorry yeah sorry <laughs> I, I didn't make that clear it's still her like undead body okay uh, so you can get a lot of mileage with an undead body and you don't even at that point have a concern for the yeah. upkeep so you can just Bas- go 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 yeah she like basically like when she's ready to have sex with them they touch her and they're like why are you so cold and she's like i'm dead and then she kills them uh, and takes their money Story of my life. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's a living. And the movie is called... Uh, it's a dying. Please Vote. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> Round of applause for Please Vote and The Preacher Rescues the lesbians that we didn't applaud for a minute ago. Oh, man. Those were two politically important messages that we had right now, right when we need them. And this is the kind of cinema that you wouldn't necessarily see because we had no one in the way of this art. No bureaucrat stopped us. We got right to where it needed to go immediately. (sighs) How good was that? Okay, audience, here's where you think about who you're going to applaud harder for. And in just a moment, I'm going to prompt you. So let's hear it for The Preacher Rescues the Lesbians. Very nice. That's a good opening box. And then let's see how the box opens. I see what you did there. (laughs) Right? I think box is the funniest word for pussy because it's rectangular. Let's see how the box opens for please vote. Oh, oh. There was a very polite audience. They had almost the equal But there was a woo. Right? The woo sealed it. Congratulations, woo, and congratulations. Please vote. You're in the front row. Thank you very much. All right, hot on the heels of that, let's continue this evening of horrible whores and great whores. We're just out there earning a living, people. It's okay. <laughs> let's see, let's see. Round two, what do we want to see? I think I want to see something about a haunting, something about the calls are coming from inside of the spouse. That's right, I want to see a bad relationship. I want to see a haunted marriage, a haunted breakup, just two people who really love each other, but they hate each other. Oh, supernaturally bad relationship. Right? Okay. Supernaturally really bad, because we've opened up the gates of hell, we might as well enjoy the spoils of such. Let's see what we've got going. Oh, let's see, uh, first of all, for we have Almond Milk Studios. What are your cards this round? Ooh, you get malevolent Moppet machinations. Okay. Monkey business. Okay. And acrotic banter. Okay, I don't know what three of those words mean. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I made some of them up. So the first one is like Home Alone with a a, a Rube Goldberg. Gotcha. Traps. Death traps. Mm. And then it's just acrotic and or awkward and erotic at the same time. So. Lots of lots of saying words and them not. Oh my sense life. Right. Yeah, Me too. Okay. <laughs> my life. And then let's see what butt stuff has to offer. So much. So so much. Ooh, you get to have supernatural disasters, a magical minority, and league of lovable losers. I can't wait to see how that enters the marriage. Three, two. No one listens to the numbers. Those weren't numbers. All right, so uh, just because of confidence, we're going to let Riley's ham cool a little 
and have butt stuff to the forefront. Are you ready? Story okay. of my life. Let's hear your pitch, please. In three, two, one, go. All right. So the couple from uh, taken from the couple from Blue Valentine gets hit by the comet from Melancholia, oh. killing them both, sticking them in a horribly eternal codependent relationship that's tragically beautiful like a Beirut video that never ends uh-huh. and they're stuck there forever until until a bagger Vance type uh, <laughs> old elderly minority walks out of the shadows with cool wisdom and a weird lisp an accent that no one can quite figure out where that's from and gets them to actually think outside of themselves instead of stuck in their own uh, neuroses and depression and it gets them to uh, help uh, a group of school kids from an orphanage who have been the, the uh, uh, losing uh, softball team of the uh, Orphanage World Series for the last 15 years. They're almost 18. They're fixing to get kicked out. But they take over, uh, raise them up, and help them uh, become uh, winners of the uh, Orphanage World Series. And it's called uh, Postcards from the Edge of Tomorrow, European Release, Live, Laugh, Love, Die, and Repeat. Round of applause for Postcards from the Edge of Tomorrow. Wow, I've never seen the Orphan um, World Series. It sounds sad, and that's why I want to watch it. They play for gruel. (laughs) Do the losers get gruel? They both get gruel, because they're orphans, so everyone loses. Do they dump it on the coach? (laughs) In a big Gatorade vat? Yeah. Totally. Only when they feel... Full enough to waste gruel. Will they <laughs> indulge in such things? Okay, okay. So that sounds like a really uh, dramatic and intricate relationship. Have you gotten the rights to the other movies that you've incorporated? Oh yeah. Well, uh, Weinstein was part of oh, no. Blue Valentine, so that one you can just get now. <laughs> uh, Melancholia. I'll, I'll figure it out. I donate to IFC and OPB. They'll let me have it. You could just change their names like Mad Magazine and maybe you won't have to pay anybody. Oh, yeah. That's true. I would, it's from... Uh, is that true? Uh, <laughs> Beige true. Valentine and... Uh, I'd watch the fuck out of Beige Valentine. I haven't been listening to you up until this point, but beige, I like Beige Valentine a lot. And Sadopolis. <laughs> there you go. Okay, okay. Any other questions or notes, panel? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it just sounds like a movie uh, I'd like to watch. I like the heartfelt message. Uh, yeah, I yeah, orphans. Orphans. Always a, always a good way to go. Help you, you can't go wrong orphans. with orphans. You can't That's go wrong with orphans. Sense. Not in my experience. <laughs> <laughs> I think the orphans would like to know that because they feel like <laughs> that should be wrong. the catchphrase for orphans. <laughs> yeah. Who's doing PR for orphans? You know, right like, now? Know. they're fucking up with not having. You can't go oh, wrong. Oh, I forgot. With the, the Bagger Vance type is played by Michael B. Jordan. Oh, is he related to Michael Jordan? No. Okay. Well, I'm sure he's very talented. <laughs> Read a magazine. <laughs> oh no, I don't want to. Only Michael B. A- Jordan aficionado, my favorite magazine. <laughs> <laughs> it's right next to Cigar and Orphan aficionado. Yeah. And Ham Monthly. And Ham Monthly, which is a subscription that we cannot cancel. Ham for the week. It's actually a weekly subscription, not monthly. (laughs) Everyone is subscribed unless they opt out. (laughs) Speaking of subscribing until you opt out of Ham, Riley McCarthy with the Bold Strategies, Almond Milk Studios. Let's hear your pitch, please, for Haunted Spouse in three, two, one, go. 
So this is a sequel to Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which, if you missed it, which most of you probably did, was Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt both finding out that each other are spies when they're married and just bought a house, and uh, through the course of the movie, trying to kill each other and destroying the house. So, instead of Angelina and Jolie, it's Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. It is John Leguizamo. Yes. And John Leguizamo. Yes. In a Norbit-style situation where instead of finding out that they're both spies, they both find out that each other is John Leguizamo and are in a a Norbit-style movie where they're playing multiple roles. Both of them think that they're the original John Leguizamo and have to go through, instead of owning a house, they own an entire apartment building. Let's say the one across the street. That one, Washington and Six, they own that building and they go up the entire building, both trying to be the real John Leguizamo, and uh, participate in several Home Alone-style traps that percuss through the building. And it's, by the way, the score, it's Johnny Elfman and whoever that motherfucker was that did Stomp, something like that. Or, or Stomp the Yard, actually Stomp the Yard 2, better film than Stomp the Yard 1 controversial opinion and they destroy the building as they go up and it topples from the top down at the end of the film and it's actually a message about gentrification in downtown Portland Woo! that was a lot that was beautiful and amazing what do you call it um getting a leg wasamo up ooh round of applause for getting a leg wasamo up uh, I am a big fan of John Leguizamo, oh, so I have a, I have great a question. to see him there. Yeah. I have a question on the script. How do you spell uh, Leguizamo? It's spelled J J four seven six. No, 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 no! That's my bank account number. <laughs> so to answer you, uh, letters, Shane, use letters. Um, Riley, you have very dreamy eyes. Aww. Oh, thank you. Do you? What do you? Do you want to get out of here? <laughs> Pretty soon, yeah. What are you doing right now? Let's, <laughs> I'm doing a show right now, but okay, maybe later. Later, okay. Yeah. It's true. Riley's eyes are very distracting. Yeah. They're fantastic. They, they are. That's true. They've been called by the police visibly intoxicated. <laughs> because you are intoxicating them with your games. You're intoxicating. Intoxicating. Um, I, for one, am a big fan of John Leguizamo. I'm really happy to see him come back, but uh, I'm a big not fan of Norbit. I find it very mm. uh, scary and sad. Are you going to kill a pug dog like they did in Norbit? Haven't seen it. Don't plan to. Okay. <laughs> Another bold move from also Studio. Not an answer to the question. Sure. Sure. I think. I like those, that dodge. That was a good spin. Some of those dogs are going to die. Um, are you going to do facial prosthetics to differentiate between the Leguizamos? Oh, I have something in the poster that might oh. <laughs> might give you a little hint. This question has already been answered. My, Wait, oops. Shane, Shane thought this through. I'm planning on not being able to afford John Leguizamo, <laughs> so I'm guessing we're going to CGI both faces <laughs> and have it spelled however I just spelled John Leguizamo in the credits. Yeah, his name so is you don't still get like seen. that. Huh? So you don't get sued. Oh, no, yeah. It's, uh, Nick's going to play both parts. Nice. I think you can pull it off. I like how you plan to not afford Leguizamo, and you've got Kate Winslet yeah. over here. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, she's God. very affordable this time of year. That's true. That's true. And she's always wanted to play a lesbian again. So yes. <laughs> Heavenly Creatures. It was her best role. Mm-hmm. Can she do a Leguizamo? <laughs> <laughs> Because we have an open 
thing or two. Welcome to Almamex Studio. How's your leg wasama? <laughs> Uh, panel, any questions or notes about Leguizamo's up? I wonder, like, what types of leg was like. Is it going to be like the pest Leguizamo yes. going up uh, with no, Tibble? It, it is going to be the pest Leguizamo from uh, the end of the pest when he's getting chased versus the pest Leguizamo <laughs> at the beginning of the pest where he's wearing that really racist Asian headdress. Yay! So both the double pests. <laughs> yeah, they both die. It's fine. It's fine. And he's going to eat a bug like he did as the violator. That's the sign of a true actor is when they eat a, a bug. a true actor. Right? A true acting violator. <laughs> okay, people, we just heard two pretty perfect pitches, but which one is going to get your money come this holiday season? Uh, we'll recap, then we'll vote. So just to let you know, first we heard postcards from the edge of tomorrow, and secondly we heard getting a leg wasamo up. So, let's hear it for Postcards from the Edge of Tomorrow. Decent, decent, yes. But now, getting a leg with Zamo up. Yeah! Almond Milk, without the power to read or write, has championed another round. It's that hand coming through. Okay, so uh, we had a little bit of uh, dreamy eye noticing last round, which is great because this round is a partner's round. D, would you queer studios like to join with Almond Milk Studios? You'll yes. have to get up. Somebody will have to move. I'm not going to move, so. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Way to own it because as a winner of last round, you get a little bit of clout. So let's see, let's crunch the numbers here. It looks like we are going to be having almond weenie. Nope, nope. Nope. <laughs> queer almond. We're always willing to have okay, almond okay. weenie and queer almonds. Queer milk? Does that sound good? Yes, that sounds milk. on brand. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know us well. Yes. Queer milk studios does a body good versus. Butt weenies. Oh, yeah. I'm in New Yes, also. I think. Show's very on brand. The histos are coming. Just, yeah. just this table. And for everybody on the audience, all 100 of them, this yeah, represents yes. everybody right here. Perfectly, yes. And let's see, round three uh, Halloween horror show. What's the best thing? Uh, well, horror involves a lot of monsters, and you know who's the best equipped to fight monsters? Children. Because fuck them. <laughs> They're expendable. They are. There's a lot of them. They have energy. Their bones grow back well. And fire cats. with fire, also. Right? Their have bones grow back. Yeah, the bones Have you met back. one children before? Yeah. Monsters. Let them out. Let them out. It's like it's your monster squad. It's your Goonies. It's your whatever. It's your it. Let's see how these children verse the monsters. So you are going to be combining as studios. One of you will get to do the first half. One of you do the second half. I'll say switch. Go ahead and plan who you want to be top and who you want to be bottom. Who's the weenie? Who's the milk? Of the butt weenies. <laughs> yeah. This branding is working perfectly. And let's see your cards. So for butt weenies, what do you get? Oh, well, you get some great stuff. You get sexy hackers, deep doo-doo, and with a twist. Woo! And then let's see what queer milk gets. Does the body good? Ooh, you get extremely hot, extremely clumsy, unreliable narrator, and a happy ending. I can't wait. Your minute approximately starts now. Three, two, one. 
Spawn makes a better number than Todd McFarlane. Too many syllables. I know. <laughs> I'm going for weird rather than functional. As per usual, that's my oeuvre. You'll see. You'll see. Uh, so let's see. We have a choice between the butt weenies or queer milk. Who do we want to see first, audience? Okay. I heard a lot of butt weenies. Everyone wants butt the butts. And the weenies. Butt weenies. That's reasonable. So I'm about to prompt you and figure out who's going first. And when I say switch, it's the next person's job to bring it on home. Y'all ready? A mechanic that always works super smoothly. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like everything else so far that you've come to expect. Butt weenies, let's hear your pitch, please. In three, two, one, go. Okay, so a uh, the sexy hacker's... A sect of anonymous uh, <laughs> trying to help everyone get better uh, free hygiene accidentally hacks uh, into, into a government system that releases all the sewage in the country out into one giant shit ocean that uh, goes into a hell mouth that happens to be underneath the worst, most toughest orphanage in the country. Wow. And the plucky kids of the orphanage start fighting the poop demon and Switch. then... Uh, and when they're fighting the poop demon, or at least they're getting ready to, learning its weaknesses, trying to find out exactly how they're going to take down this monster with no help from adults. Obviously, this is a terrible orphanage. Uh, basically, uh, they come to the conclusion that uh, the poop demon might not want to be fought, and the poop demon ends up actually giving uh, a beautiful uh, monologue about what it's like to be misunderstood and unwanted, just like the orphans, and they have a bonding moment, and in a twist at the end of the film, the poop monster actually ends up adopting all of them. And they legal live guardian. ever Aww. after. Uh, and that's the twist. Beautiful, what do you call it? Uh, what it means to be loved. <laughs> Round of applause for what it means to be loved. So I was thinking this would all be Halloween-themed, but that sounds like something I could play at Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, yeah, you come to, I mean, it's out during holiday season, for sure. Thanksgiving, yeah. Halloween, I mean, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Right? <laughs> right. All, all, I think yeah. it could take place over the holiday season, starting with Halloween, and then, uh, you know, Thanksgiving. I feel like, like the ending shot could be the poop monster and all of uh, its adopted children, like, at Christmas. Over the turkey. Yeah. yeah. I'd stream that shit on Ramadan if someone sent me the link. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We should use Ramadan and the internet. That's great. Uh, and you can start with Halloween, and don't forget to get the candy corn in the poop. Right. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then change... Real corn and candy corn. Right? Yeah. I like how the orphans got adopted, and the, the message was love. That's just a little game I play every Halloween. Like, <laughs> corn poop or real corn? Which, which corn wins? Or real corn. Yeah, candy corn. So people, the poop demons that people hated me just for existing, just like you kids. And then that's yeah. when they, true. the bonding that's started. When they we do yeah. hate orphans. That's true. And poop monsters. And poop demons. Yeah. And it's, it's a, you know, we took a lot away from millennials, but this is one thing they can have back, is a shit ocean. <laughs> yeah. For the listeners at home, three orphans just stood up from the audience and walked out, and one poop demon <laughs> stood up and walked out. Oh no, my whole So for those audience. of you keeping track, that's 1,500 people in the crowd. <laughs> Bless you, home listener, for keeping track of all of our great dance moves, um, the orphans who left. That sounds like a pretty spectacular movie. Uh, any other notes or questions from our audience or panel? I like yours. Can we trade? Yeah. <laughs> I like... Yeah, I'll, that sounds like a good pitch. That's I'll give totally you ours. Side unseen, we haven't even heard yours yet. I'll give you yeah, ours. We and, uh, yours. I'll we give you a holographic 
Pikachu. Ooh. Five Ooh. bucks. For your pitch, it, the five bucks will be in check form, and the check will. Oh. It will be. Uh, it'll be in yeah. five separate one dollar <laughs> checks. Do you want to talk about it, or should we just? No, yeah, also, also the holographic Pikachu is check, a regular no. Pikachu that I just put cello tape you over. <laughs> Very holographic. Warren uh, Grifter, Riley McCarvey over there. He learned it on the main streets. He learned it in the orphanage. Uh-huh. He learned it on the streets. Um, which children actors do you have slated? Ooh. Oh, all those children actors that I know of. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, hold it's on. It's okay to pull yeah. them from the 90s or oh, the 80s. <laughs> it can be. All of those couple. ones I know too. Right. Yeah, hold on. Uh, stasis. <laughs> These are, this is going to be an entirely... Uh, this is going to be an entirely uh, unheard of cast. Right? These are going to be new names uh, in the children's film genre. Um, but the uh, the poop monster will be played by um, uh, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> I was going to. That's typecast. Yeah. The <laughs> pooping? <laughs> yeah, I think this is Conan's um, big break. <laughs> yeah. oh, finally, hey, he deserves it. Uh, yeah, man. he's worked really he's hard. I think grinding, it's time he really. You know? yeah. <laughs> I was thinking John Goodman. John, John Goodman? Good. Okay. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it plays to the audiences. Oh, the great thing about yours is if you, if you use actual orphans, then people can adopt them in the theater. In the th- yes. All their oh. names will come up at the end of the film for you to be able to send in and for adopt these kids that played in the movie. That's the right. Sarah McLaughlin yeah, music play while it's... Exactly. Yeah. They'll be standing on a block in front of the theater watching you the entire time. Sarah McLaughlin's got the title track at the we'll end. We'll have them up front at every screening just staring at the audience saying, please, and... Tap dancing away. <laughs> Buy me, please, please Governor. Please. I don't know why I think all orphans yeah, yeah, they are have British. To have, they have to have <laughs> shitty Cockney accents too. Right, and they got to be selling newspapers. Okay, so that's what it means to be loved. Title track by Sarah McLaughlin. But we've got one potential pitch still in the hamper, and we've got the powerful... The pitch hamper. Is that a saying? Yes. As the hamper know. full of pitch diapers from the orphanage. Digging in the pitch hamper, like my grandma used to say. <laughs> like the pitch hamper back home. Let's see what Queer Milk brings to the forefront in three, two, one, go. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely hot and incredibly clumsy was our first uh, little... Hint. And so what that says to me, I'm trying to think of like child stars. And when I was a child, the most extremely hot and incredibly clumsy thing I did was Glee Club. Oh. So it is a team of crack junior detectives at their Glee Club. But what they don't know is that they are performing for a team of judges who are actually monsters. Monsters played by one, John Leguizamo. <laughs> two, John Leguizamo. Three, John Leguizamo. So these crack team of sexy, sexy young boys um, have to dance and dazzle clumsily through their routine, trying to bedazzle the demon Hleguizamos. Switch! And, and they, they fight the, the monster Leguizamos with their clumsy dance moves. So they're trying to, to com- combat him with their superior dancing. But in reality, they're actually just foiling his plans by tripping and falling in his way and destroying all of his evil machinations. See? See what I'm saying here? You dig what I'm putting down? <laughs> For the audience at home, we're having great dance moves again. But by then, and myself. at the zero hour, it turns out that all three Leguizamos what? are actually Kate Winslet. Yes! You've been misled the whole time! 
You've been misled the whole time. You're crazy for this one, G. And the Kate Winslet turns out to be an angel who teaches the kids how to actually dance and defeats the actual demon who ah. is three Leguizamos in a trench coat. Wow. Round of applause for all those Leguizamos and some of those Kate Winslets. And all that camaraderie and queer milk. Uh, Fuck, that was good. Can we take the trade back? Yeah. I want to keep that one. Well, who's got the Pikachu? Fuck. Uh, one first question, what do you call it? Getting the leg lasano up too. <laughs> let me see them legs. Oh, oh, let me see them boy legs. Let me see them young boy legs. Mm. <laughs> young boy legs. That's in parentheses. Mm. Mm. All right, all right. Um, do you have any child actors of note that you're featuring? Macaulay Culkin. Yes. Danny Tamborelli. Okay, he's one too, yeah. <laughs> I bet, I bet he's a child actor. That was Ma Big Pete from Miley Cyrus. Oh, Miley Cyrus, great, great, wow. Yeah. Are and, they... and did we mention uh, John Leguizamo? John Leguizamo. As a child. Oh, wow. Do you like do the like Dana Carvey thing where you put his head big and shrink him down? Like no, we actually went back in we... time and kidnapped a child yeah. John Leguizamo for wow. the movie. And then we did a looper thing where we blended his face with CGI with... Um, Jordan Gordon-Levitt, for some reason, it made him look older. I don't Good. know why we did that. Because we couldn't afford John Leguizamo, and it's actually Nick Pointe disguised as John Leguizamo. You're really getting a lot of work. I am getting a lot. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great Bang show. And Pikachu cards. <laughs> what are you gonna do with all them Pikachu's? Oh, I'm gonna uh, sell them to my other Leguizamos. Fuck. Because it turns out I'm a multiplicity. There's a bunch of us. Yeah. That makes sense. What that is happening sense. backstage at your screenings? Are it's the so Leguizamos, Leguizamos <laughs> getting along? Have you ever seen they're the prestige? Gross. Have you ever seen the prestige? With surplus yes. Leguizamos. Yeah, they're just a bunch of Leguizamos and <laughs> <In> tanks. <laughs> when do they find time to make love? Just, well, I mean, we... Then, and then we, we just have to murder the Leguizamos. No, then we string uh, them, their dead bodies up like puppets and we interact. Uh, like we make them make Maybe we're love. like Adventure Brothers clones. <laughs> yeah, and, and Bjork videos. <laughs> That's actually a great way to get around child labor laws, is to kill the Guess children and then to child. animate their corpses. I, I don't know that that's legal at all. <laughs> <laughs> I question your knowledge of law. Uh, well, <laughs> Statute of limitations or something. You can't question something. the money. Of Statute of things. lamentations. Statue of Leguizamos. I like statues and Leguizamos. Statue of like Leguizamos. The title, Statue of Leguizamos. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the new title. Of our we right. traded that one. We traded that one. Yeah, our, right the new title of our movie is now Overall. Statue of Leguizamos. Are you gonna hand out Leguizamos statues at the McDonald's? Sustained. We can't afford that. <laughs> chong chong. Okay, audience, we just heard two pretty perfect pitches from our beautiful partners partnering up rounds, but time has come to decide which one you are going to see opening weekend. I'll announce them, then we'll vote. First of all, your option is what it means to be loved, starring orphans and poop. Or, or, yes, pretty good, pretty good. Pretty good opening box. Or, you got that, or statues of Leguizamos. All right, I'm gonna cancel out the team members wooing on that one. And that means- Overruled. Right? Sustained. We're giving that one to what it means to be loved, the feel-good orphan movie. 
Finale of wow. the Poop Century. It's very close. I did not expect that. I you just wanted to let you guys know. Slightly wrong. I didn't expect that either. We need less. It's our first green. Do you guys still want to trade, maybe? <laughs> How many Liguizamos? Yeah, how many Liguizamos? One Pikachu. <laughs> is equal to one Pikachu. <laughs> That's the question for the ages. So, people, we have come to our final round, and Aww. that is the sequel round. Riley was one step ahead of me. That means we are going to make a sequel to any existing property. And our winner of the night, the pitcher who is on top of the pile, is McWeenie Studios, Kate Murphy. Congratulations. You pitched with the best of them. You get to go against me, the person who made the game and is pretty good at it, but usually doesn't win at the end of these things. <laughs> That's just how it shakes down. So, uh, Kate, you get a choice of all the films we have seen tonight to sequel. Let me read them for you, because I doubt, unless you've been writing them down, you remember them. Your options are thus. You could do The Preacher Rescues the Lesbians. Or you can make the sequel to your film, Please Vote. Or you can make the sequel to Postcards from the Edge of Tomorrow. Or you can make a sequel to Getting a Leguizamo Up. <laughs> First Leguizamo feature is seen. Or you could sequel What It Means to Be Loved, which also was a winner, but maybe just on my vote. Or you get statues of Leguizamo. Statues of Leguizamo. Statues of Leguizamo. Thank you. Someone's got a shit. I wrote it down. I wrote it. But I didn't write you it didn't actually write it down, you just drew a picture. I, I drew a ham. You can't actually write. It's with a Leguizamo fine. face, a Leguizamo ham. So, uh, Kate, which film would you like to sequel? Um, First choice. I'm going to go ahead uh, and admit right now uh, the reason I've been so quiet, I have no idea who this Leguizamo guy is. I've never heard of him. Oh, okay. So, that's great. This has been really fun for me. Yeah, uh, I had to Google him. Mulan Rouge? Have you seen the Mario Brothers Mulan, movie? I've seen Mulan Rouge, but when I was did you, you you were watching 16. it, but did you see it? Did I see it? Uh, based on my uh, lack of knowledge on Leguizamo, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and make a sequel to uh, But Weenie's blockbuster hit, What It Means to Be Loved. Very nice, fresh in the brains. Uh, let's see, uh, that leaves me with my choice. And while I love John Leguizamo, uh, Luigi Mario, he'll always be my first Waluigi. I'm gonna go with a plot that I think I can make sense of for a sequel, and that's gonna be, please vote your other Ooh, feature. yeah, I, I actually wanted to see that Right? I, I love prostitutes. I love prostitutes who uh, do the uh, hard yeah, work a politically. Of, a gang of prostitutes right? led by a Frank right? Junker? That's fucking sick. Love her. That's gonna uh, be awesome. So, Kate, let's see what cards you get for the finale. Ooh, you get good war, product placement, and tripping balls. So may that aid your sequel along the way. And what am I gonna do? I'm gonna do the opposite. Bad war, brain jail, and teens. Thankfully, we're out of the orphanage and into the teen, teen orphanage, or just the mean streets, I don't know. The mall, we'll see where the teens hang out. So our approximate minute to plan these starts now. Three, <laughs> two, one. Ham. 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 Ham's the winner. Going ham. Going hambo. Uh, so I'll go ahead and go first yep. since I haven't been in the game the whole time. Just pop it off, get fresh. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, I am being Confetti Studios, as is per usual. Confetti Studios. Right? It's with a U. We'll just say that. They know. They know. They I see know. what you did there. Right? It's my one trick. Or is it? Let's see. Uh, let's hear my pitch, pitch please. In, in three, three okay. two, <laughs> one. Okay, please vote. Well, you didn't, motherfuckers. Nobody fucking voted. Everything is the worst now, and we are in the midst of a bad war. Instead of thumbings downs people on the internet, you're putting your thumb in their eye socket and popping out their eyes on real life. That's right. The civil war is decidedly uncivil, as this next crop of millennial teens are killing their parents over Thanksgiving. They're killing politicians when they see them. You know, it's, it's wild and they're doing it because the millennials have a different set of rules. They've rejected reading and writing. They exist with pictographs and drawings of ham and fucking. Because these teens are online in the new internet, which is um, the thing where you put on, hey, oh look, it's right there. The poster's done, bitch. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> For the podcast listeners, they love it. It's a picture of a dick and some ham. Uh, so now the internet is the thing where you put on the 3D glasses and you exist in a new world, but it's not like the Steven Spielberg movie, no. It's a CGI landscape of spawn demons and dicks and hams, and the teens are out there getting Bitcoin after Bitcoin for J-ing-o and jilling o and just showing their butts online, and they're getting all the money. Nobody else has any money. So all the politicians are dead, and they use their bones to make a new building. So the teens have made a landscape, the one building with enough air conditioning and water that 100 people can survive in the near future of the year 3000. But it turns out it's a brain jail, and it's just one teen's internet video game that they made up on a point-and-click adventure on their really smart watch. And the teen is the only teen that's alive, and they live under a tree in a swamp. And it's called, You Didn't Vote, Motherfuckers. Damn. Yeah. Final applause, thank you. That's, that's how it's done. That's how, can I legitimately say when you're making that pitch, I, about halfway through it, I was like, oh, was that what I was supposed to do? Yeah, yeah, me too. Oh my God damn it, why didn't we get that in the job description? God damn, this, is, sounds, this sounds pretty compelling. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's going to be brutally honest, and uh, teens and parents are going to watch it together uncomfortably, and hopefully the revolution will kick off right in the theater seat. Someone will kill their parents. That's what I'm always waiting for. I feel like we all owe Carolyn two drinks for how poorly we did our job. <laughs> it's no, not over yet. You're all fantastic, right? And we've got this lady who's hot to trot after muscling up the ranks all this way and giving me the premise that I adapted. Uh, so thank you for the round of applause and then we will vote on Please Vote Motherfucker You Didn't. But until then, we have a new sequel from the returning champion whose name is Mac Weenie. Let's hear your finale. Pitch please sequel to what was the movie? What It Means To Be Loved. Ooh, let's hear What It Means To Be Loved too, or whatever you choose to call it in three, two, one, go. Okay. Um, save the title for the end, what it means to be loved. The sequel here uh, basically involves uh, this new life of these orphans and this uh, giant poop monster. Uh, turns out Child Protective Services does not find a living situation uh, to be suitable for children, so they come to take the children away, which uh, the poop monster and the children end up going on a cross-country chase uh, with the poop monster to avoid Child Protective Services, which starts this good war, meaning that right, love is uh, good and Child Protective Services is bad. And uh, basically, on their journeys across uh, the country, starting on the East Coast, they make it about halfway through the Midwest before they have to take shelter in a Bud Light 
uh, factory <laughs> uh, from which they spend uh, a few days ahead of the Child Protective Services poisoning uh, their Bud Light with acid and other hallucinogenic drugs. So when that the Child okay. Protective Services arrive, uh, they start to hallucinate and basically the children and the poop monster while the Child Protective Services are hallucinating convince them to let them go and live in peace. Uh, they basically sign the papers saying like, no, this is just fine. Uh, and then everybody lives happily ever after and it's called uh, What It Means To Be Loved To, Amber Alert. Round of applause. Damn, Kate! She's got the stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Based on a true story. <laughs> Damn, Kate. And you all will get an Amber Alert on your phone for when that's released. <laughs> it's great viral marketing. Is that what it means to be loved to? <laughs> uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, what do you... Is it still your same actor as the poop monster? It's, um, yeah. Or did you get, like, a zombie? We got... <laughs> okay, I don't know who this from guy is. I have no idea who he is. Uh, I decided that poop monster is actually, um... No, who did we decide? It's fine. We'll keep the same cast. But uh, the head of Child Protective Services is played by the beautiful Bill Pullman. Oh, um, love him. Nice. Yeah. He's just so lovable yet can be the bad guy. It's nice. It's just his job. Uh, but, you know, once he's tripping on acid, you're like, oh, this guy's not really so bad. He's just doing his job. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I don't know why this is a Bill Pullman moment. I love him. No, I get uh, it. I, I once showed Bill Pullman my dick. This is true. Well, <laughs> Can I derail this? I was in a... What did he say? You have to know now. I studied dance in art school. That, which surprises no one in our industry. Right. That's like, you know, no one said anything. We just looked at you like, and get on with the story. I was allowed to be nude for one thing. He was in the front row because I guess his son went to my school and I crab rock towards him swinging my dick. So I saw Bill Pullman. I was like, I can't turn down the opportunity to show that's, Bill Pullman my dick. I now great. feel ashamed for sharing this story. Yeah, you should. You probably yeah. should. Yeah. That's the most famous thing that's ever happened in this show. Round of keep, applause. Keep that story Bill in. Pullman's dick. Just bleep Your out dick. my name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bleep it out the whole time and give you like that uh, Just voice to with John Leguizamo. <laughs> we'll put the Leguizamo filter on uh, it. Although, nice strategy for getting famous. Just getting into a sex scandal with Bill Pullman years later. <laughs> I'm just imagining him in the front row, just like, this is gorgeous, this is beautiful, yeah. I love this so much. I think you appreciate it. I hope so. I'm, I'm so happy I spent all the money sending my son to this school. You know, I, I have a feeling he doesn't remember it from all the other dicks that have been swung at him by anxious art school students. <laughs> That's hurtful, D. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Uh, okay. So I was getting ready in case I needed to say anything. And now you do. Now we need to have this. Yep. We need to have it out. Hmm. Hmm. That's two pretty perfect sequels. Panel, before we go to a vote, any notes or questions on either of those two films? Nope. We left it all All very stage. straightforward. Except well, let me run, take, let me run this. Forth and left <laughs> and right. No. Let me run this vote oh, yes, here you because you're biased. You'll you'll sway yeah. the crowd. I mean, I'll swing it around right in Bill Pullman's face if you let me. <laughs> well, first off, let's hear it for you. Didn't vote, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear it for what it means to be loved to Amber Alert. <laughs> 
I heard a little bit more from right here on that second one, so I think I'm going to have to give it to what it means to be loved to Amber Alert. It's a quality film. I can't wait to see Thank that you. at any holiday. It's released. It's going to be great. Uh, best Supporting Actor nomination for Bill Pullman. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Always. That's an actor Always I want the nomination. to support. Always. Love you, Bill Pullman. Miss you every day. <laughs> so that means the big winner. You've seen her slay it all night. That is Kate Murphy of McWeenie Studios. Thank Honorable. you. Thank you. Hollywood royalty. And I did it all without knowing who Legozamo is. But she used the power of writing things down, which is helpful. Yeah. But I liked what you brought without it. That was amazing. Ah, Kate, we'll stick to you while you're here. And since you're a winner, where else can our listeners keep up with you online when this episode is out? Oh, like in real life or sure. like in the studio? Or, oh, okay. Yeah, like in uh, uh, Twitter or whatever or Twitter? shows coming up. Uh, I don't know. I'm on the internet. I have a Facebook page um, uh, that I frequent. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Kate Murphy's. I've never tweeted. Uh, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> she doesn't have and, to. Uh, uh, Crampscomedy.com. Oh, yes. And that's a podcast and a live show? It's a thing. It's for great. sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can, you can find out more information there at the uh, Feminist Comedy Collective. Um, and other than that, you know, I live in, in inner, inner southeast. You can find me there, typically. Ooh. Be on the lookout for that, ladies and gentlemen. Geographical <laughs> plug. If you want to follow me, if you want to follow me anywhere, it's, it's usually in that neighborhood. Follow her to a plaid pantry yeah. or a graveyard or... Those are literally the two places I frequent most. <laughs> so thank you. I'm so flattered. I got <laughs> really your brand. nailed it down. I yeah. Go to the plaid pantry, oh, grab a Bud today. Light, head to the graveyard. <laughs> Put some acid in that Bud Light. Which, Throw by some the way, sounds the like the only way I want to drink Bud Light is with acid in it. You sold me mm -hmm. on that and many other things tonight. So thank you for being here and moving right along. Nick Puentes, you left the stage sparkling. Thank you for all your contributions. Thank you, Carolyn. When you're not. When you're not on this show, what other shows do you do? Where can our listeners keep up with you? Uh, well, first Saturday every month, we do Cartoons and Cocktails at The Lamp, the yeah. bar for the Aladdin Theater, where we curate cartoons and crazy commercials and have comics, curate some of it, and then uh, they do crazy drink specials, drink a great kazoo, order a Bam Bam shot, whatever the fuck you want to do. You can do that. VHS Vengeance is held the third Sunday of every month right here in Kelly's Olympian, uh, and it's super fun and awesome. And then... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll probably see you in Seattle or Austin or Salem or wherever the fuck. You'll, I'll be around. Also so. a plaid pantry. Also a plaid pantry and a graveyard. So yeah. <laughs> Keep your eyes. Those are the yeah. hot spots. Those are the hot spots for sure. Thank you, Nick Puentes, and all the butt stuff that you left on stage today. And moving right along, D. Martin Austin, you were delightful. Thank you for Aww, being here. You flatter me. Thank I you. do because you're great. So sweet. And uh, let's see, when you're not being hella queer studios, where can our listeners keep up with you? Um, being hella queer all over the city of Portland. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, definitely read my column in the Portland Mercury because they send me a paycheck every once in a while, Yay. which is weird, and oh. I don't know why. Oh, um, <laughs> and I, I'm all over social media as myself, D. Martin Austin. And you can see pictures of my butt and my Yay. lovely partner. He's just as hella queer as me. Yay! Yeah. Thank you so much. Give it up for D. Martin's butt. Yes. Oh, butt. And butt. give it up, my butt. <laughs> Those both are accurate statements. <laughs>
with a John Leguizamo shaped dildo that you can see in the foyer. We have them selling. You know who's slinging those is Riley McCarthy with the almond milk. Riley, when you're not on this show making us rethink John Leguizamo's whole career, where else can our studio listeners find you? You can see me in the movie The Pest. You can see me in Moulin Rouge. I'm pretty sure he was in John Wick, too. I mean, me. Um, Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers. Is it Zodiac? Zodiac? Yes, yeah. was, I, I was in Zodiac. Um, I don't know, Google me, he was right? He John Wick 1, too. He was in John Wick 1. Also, I'm sorry to Bill Pullman for telling that story. <laughs> I feel really weird about it now. I can't wait for him to complain to us, though. It's going to mean that a lot be, to me. That would actually make me feel show, pretty right? special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I give a shout out. Yeah. It just feel like a love connection, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. hey, man. We're going to get an email from the Pullman69. <laughs> Um, I don't know, Google me. Google him. find some Google stuff him. that I do. Well, all right, ladies and germs, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we got one more person who is on stage and is very great, besides myself. It is Shane. What yeah. are your other shows? Uh, my other show, you can listen to The Hosey Hustle, which is a podcast. You can find it anywhere you find podcasts. It's such a good show. You it's make up products, and people pitch them and talk, and it's fun. Yeah, I just had our Halloween episode. We started recording Ooh. around 1 a.m., and my guest was already drunk and high. Perfect. Also undead. Oh, right. You're a dead ghost, too. Dead. Yeah, I just want to thank all 4,000 people for showing up tonight. Very nice. Thank you for being so quiet and polite, most of you. Uh, thank you, everybody who's come here. I'm your host this evening, Carolyn Nain. You can find this game, Pitch Please, thank you, at all Red Castle Guardian Games or pitchplease.fun. And uh, check us out on the internet, because we have a podcast that you're on, too. All right, that's it. Thank you, Kelly. So many people. Thank you, everybody. This has been the Pitch Please podcast. Pitch Please was brought to you by creator, illustrator, and host Carolyn Maine. Special thanks to Nick Puentes, Riley McCarthy, D. Martin Austin, and Kate Murphy. Produced, edited, and released by Randall Lawrence and Carnival Studios. Recorded live at Kelly's Olympian in Portland, Oregon. The Pitch Please home game is available at pitchplease.fun. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.